Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. I'm Tim Grady and I'm here with Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the services report on business issued this morning by the Institute for Supply Management. It looks to me, Anthony, like a good report. Thanks for joining us to tell us about it. Thanks for having me on the show. And yes, the report came in uh, beat expectations. I always wonder what those expectations, who's comes, who comes up with those, but we beat them. And uh, <laughs> we're up 0.9 percentage points on the composite index. And, you know, I kid around, you know, the economists all look at it and try to project where they think the numbers might come in based on other uh, criteria. Uh, but looking at it at 52.7, we're up 0.9 percentage points. And it seems like, well, you know, we've had some more robust readings in the past. But if you look at the course of this year, we've been hovering between the 55.2 to the 51.50. I think last December we contracted, right? We were down at 49 point something or another. And, you know, here at 52.7, we're at the 12 month running average. So this sector has been experiencing this incremental steady growth for the past 11 months. And uh, I'll take that all day long. Yeah, that's right. No, it's actually looking quite solid. So we're encouraged. And I just want to begin to walk through it. Now, the overall composite number, if you can share that with, a th with us, Anthony, and then let's kind of walk through the details. Sure thing. <laughs> So as I said, 52.7, we had 15 of the 18 industries reflect growth month over month. That's how we got the composite where it is. And it's driven by the sub-indexes and the four that make it up. Uh, you have business activity, 55.1 is up one percentage points. New orders doesn't show any increase on the percentage, but 55.5 is reflecting strong growth month over month as we're measuring that directional change. Employment popped up only a half a percentage point to 50.7 and supplier deliveries, which is kind of pulling this down on the composite index. If you think about it, 49.6, it's up 2.1 percentage points, but deliveries are fast. And that's because of a couple of things. One being that we've had such improvements in capacity over the course of the past year and year and a half. So with the improved capacity, plus sales demand isn't as high as it's been. So therefore, we're looking at it just a bit uh, under the 50 baseline. So uh, eventually, and that's also impacted backlog. We see backlog at 49.1, so that's contracting. There is no backlog. And again, based on the same variables that we're seeing, improved capacity, just a little bit waning in demand overall year over year. How are your respondents feeling about, you know, what the industry is doing and what their sectors are doing? Well, when you look at the various, uh, you know, the 18 industries that make up uh, this sector and the top five, when you look at them, you know, number one is real estate rental and leasing. And real estate rental and leasing on the composite side is reflecting growth month over month. Granted, we don't have the housing starts that we've had in the past. Uh, construction. Construction is one of those that on the composite side, it's showing that it's got growth and that it's reflected growth and just barely uh, over that on the business activity side. But construction has mostly been 
treatment rehab work. Uh, it's down for the month, but overall they're saying that there's opportunity in the future. Uh, when you look at number two in there is, is actually government. We don't have to worry about government going out of business, right? That's going to stay around for a bit. And the revenue is getting better and better year over year. Uh, and you have in there professional, scientific, and technical services. Well, professional, scientific, technical services is one of the big export components along with information. And information is number five in this sector. Uh, that's contribution to GDP. Those two, and we can look at exports and see that it bounced up 4.8 percentage points. But last month at 48.8, why was it down so low? Why did it contract? Comment from the respondent. Back to your original question. What did the respondent say? Respondent said, based on the war in the Middle East, we have had no activity on exports there. Respondents also indicated on the healthcare and social assistance, we're starting to see some stabilization on the labor. However, uh, you know, it's still difficult to get clinicians. They've had increase of elective surgeries trying to get spend in before year end. Right. Accommodation and food service, restaurants, they're busy right now. Um, you know, they're looking at a good December moving into the holiday season. They're consistent year over year, not as strong as they've been way back pre-pandemic, but they've come back a bit. So overall, you know, the sector is doing quite well considering all the geopolitical challenges we're having. We're still combating bits of inflation here. Uh, there's a bit of uncertainty as it relates to the whole geopolitical situation. And uh, employment is just continues to be a mixed bag. We see that based on what the respondents tell us, that they're managing that variable expense. I've said that time and time again on the show. Also, they're having trouble back some positions, yet others are saying, as we experience attrition, we're not going to hire because we're going to control that expense. So overall, though, uh, still, I'm not trying to paint a bleak picture. It's a, it's a good picture. We just could be doing a little bit better. Anthony, I noticed that the report uh, yields the industries that are growing for November, 15 are growing, and they're listed in order of who's growing the most to who's growing the least. And agriculture, forestry, fishing, and hunting is doing real well in November. But what's driving it? Hunting? Well, yeah, I mean, the industry is doing well and it's continued to do well. And, you know, people would always ask, you know, what kind of companies are in there? Well, uh, egg production, right? It's in there. We've had a challenge with some eggs, uh, you know, in the past as far as availability. So, you know, demand was exceeding supply. But yeah, agriculture, forestry, fishing and hunting is number one. Number two is healthcare. Number three is real estate rental and leasing. Uh, number four is arts, entertainment, and recreation. And that's a opens up a, or a segue into a, a good one here. Think about this. We had the writer's strike. We had SAG-AFTRA. We had all this stuff going on. And there's so many companies on the periphery that contribute into that arts, entertainment, and recreation. Some of the textile companies, set production, things like that are impacted. So uh, it's really helping the economy to get past that, not just in the arts, entertainment, and recreation, industry but all those other industries that support it um, movie theaters you know we have had no content come out for quite some time look at your cable station if you have cable if you or else if you have some kind of streaming service 
there's just been a lot of regurgitated stuff because they haven't had the new content that production has been behind uh, for quite some time now. But hopefully that'll pick up in the economy uh, and uh, the other companies that support it and economically will pick up as well. Yeah, it's interesting that you make that comment because uh, we look at uh, manufacturing in Hollywood because they are manufacturing movies and so much does go in. It's not all done by a computer. There's all kinds of technology. There's all kinds of support groups. Uh, textiles is a big one. So it's interesting that you make that comment because who would have thought the writer's actor strike would have had that kind of a ripple into the economy? until you realize everything that touches Hollywood. Exactly. I mean, I'm actually not sitting here in front of you. This is AI generated. This is my avatar. So <laughs> I, I am surprised because I do watch probably too much TV and I'm my wife and I flip through cable shows and streaming and trying to find something we like to watch. And I'm astounded by the amount of content that is available on all of these streaming services. And I look at her and say, there's a lot of time and effort into producing a lot of stuff. Oh, no question. I, I you know, I think about it during COVID, uh, you know, it kept my sanity being able to uh, look at some of the streaming services and be able to uh, uh, occupy my time when I wasn't uh, doing the minimal work because everything was shut down. But it's interesting, I read something uh, as recent as yesterday that one of these productions, and I, I don't want to advertise anything, that they were talking about how it was 10 times more than producing a typical movie, and it was just a mini-series. And they talked about the intricacies involved in the set production and everything else. And I was like, wow. I mean, it's pretty intense stuff when you think about it, and uh, what goes on and pulling all that together. Not just the set production, but the logistics and you know, I always try to correlate things back to supply chain and supply management. And it really is, uh, it's an intricate piece of work that they have to put out there. Is the services sector as affected by interest rates as the manufacturing sector? No question. I mean, directly impacts, uh, first off, finance and insurance. Okay, so those where your lenders are sitting, right? And then you have the construction side. Uh, and then you have the real estate rental and leasing, which is the single largest contributor to GDP uh, in overall economy. So that's impacted. And then comments from our respondents directly as it affects all other businesses. High interest rates are impeding capital reinvestment. So that's directly from our respondents. I'm thinking that, you know, we have our, uh, just as a reminder to the audience, to the listeners, that um, a week from Friday, which will be the 15th of December, and I know we're already scheduled with you guys, uh, Tim and I, for the semi-annual release. So that will give us uh, additional insight as to what our, our respondents are projecting uh, their companies to be doing and what their forecasts are for 2024. Is pricing still fairly high in the services sector in terms of its increasing and not particularly slowing, even though it's slow to tad? Well, 78 straight months of price increases. So granted that at 58.3, it came down 0.3 percentage points from the 58.6. 
But really what it's telling us is prices still increase month over month, just at a similar rate. It's not where it was in the past. We were getting uh, accustomed to prices being up there in rarefied air in the 70s and high 70s and even 80. But uh, that was based on limited supply and strong demand. And right now there's still the same old usual suspects in the up in price on the commodity side. You got electrical components, labor's always in there, but HVAC, HVAC has been an ongoing problem. Um, so, you know, and, and it's usually in short supply as far as the electrical components and transformers and, you know, vehicles have been a challenge as well. So it's, there've been some high prices that uh, continue and it's all, it's all supply and demand driven as well as, uh, you know, just looking at the overall um, production of certain things, we had issues with anything that was produced out of Ukraine or out of uh, Eastern Europe. And the same thing, uh, you know, as far as whether it be uh, cobalt or lithium or things of that nature, you know, natural gas production, not we don't see those in the short supply or up in price any longer, but that's what was impacted in, over the course of the year. And, uh, you know, it's been consistent when we look at it. Um, technical workers, PPE is starting to get up in price again as we're closer to flu season. Uh, you know, gasoline and fuel related is down this month, which is a rarity, but it had been so high. It had been so high for so long. So just any fluctuation that downward is uh, indicated by or reflected in the uh, commodities down in price. Uh, the PPP, uh, the PPE, the personal protective equipment, Anthony, is there any uh, noise about that being reshored instead of relying on offshore? Not really. And, you know, I, I you know how you just said PPP. I was doing that this morning myself. I, I'm between all these acronyms and, you know, payroll protection program, personal protective equipment. I was like tongue twisted. You know, it's like I can't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, you know, most of that has been uh, imported from overseas, mostly Asia, as we know, it's where it's always been produced, and uh, there's been minimal domestic production. Uh, but, you know, again, plumbing supplies is in there. Uh, there's just same old, as I said, usual suspects in, in the uh, commodities listing. Any particular headwinds uh, we should be concerned about in the services sector? I think it's similar to what you see on the manufacturing side. You know, we still have the geopolitical concerns I keep mentioning. Um, the interest rates, uh, I'd really like to see those come down. At least the Fed said they weren't going to raise them. So that's a good thing. I don't think we can really keep going upwards with these and, and expect to I know you want to stave off inflation, but uh, I think prices are, are what they are. And we've definitely had higher reading on prices and not had rates go up. You know, we've had them come down a bit. So I'm um, hoping that we can start getting them down into some manageable territory. Well, that's good to hear because this has been, because it's 80 or more percent of the economy, uh, holding up well in this, what I guess now everybody is looking at as a soft landing. I don't think anybody is anticipating a recession. There's always some talk about it might occur, but so far it just hasn't shown up. No, not at all. And 
it, it was uh, to your point last year at this time it was the topic of conversation i mean all last year it was the topic of conversation uh and going throughout uh especially when we contracted last december and uh, we popped right back up in january and february if you think about it we went right up to the mid 50s again right after that single month of contraction and uh, i just like to see manufacturing do better i mean you know you guys have to do some heavy lifting over there you know i think you know lou and tim gotta gotta help us out here i mean i'm just tired of looking at, i kept hearing this word tranche for so long i think this tranche is is never going away so i'd like to see it get up over 50 relatively soon here Yes, there's no doubt that the soft landing leaves you in a uh, groove that is long and you may not pull out of it for a while. I know that uh, Tim Fiore, who does the manufacturing court report from the ISM, uh, talks about the length of this particular trough and it's approaching the 2007-8 Great Recession. Not as deep, but potentially as long. So I don't know when we're going to turn out of that. We're hoping first quarter, but then when you talk about 2024, they're talking about growth of 1.6 to 2.0%. I guess you could achieve that at a 49 in manufacturing in terms of GDP. Yeah. I'd still like to see it above 50. It seems like it's been forever. And, um, you know, I, I'm. We always are like to categorize as the secondary report here on the services side, even though we're closer to ninety percent contribution to GDP. You know, I have to get out of that redheaded child mindset. But you know, all kidding aside, um, you know, when you look at it, this sector, and I've said this before on the show, withstands extreme fluctuations based on the eclectic nature of all the different industries that comprise uh, this sector. So when you look at, I mentioned earlier about real estate rental and leasing uh, being the single largest contributor to the overall economy, and just look at the sheer dollar volume of you know the numbers that go through on real estate transactions, whether it be residential or commercial, definitely how many individual consumer transactions in the retail side up for one house sale, especially out here in California. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of where even then it's less than 13 percent in contribution. And when you get past the first two, it all drops down into single digit percent contribution. So imagine that being stretched out over the remaining 15 industries. That's why it can with, withstand fluctuations similar to a diverse stock portfolio. Well, I guess mining is helping hold up the uh, the services side. <laughs> <laughs> we always kid with Anthony that mining needs to belong in the manufacturing side and he wants to trade it out for something they have. So we'll see if that ever happens. I don't know if they could handle mining. They're already in the forties. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got some headwinds to be looking at i don't know that we have a lot of concern what's your sense of first quarter of 2023 in terms of the services sector do you see any big dips or are we just going to move as we've been moving you know again i think we'll get such a better a much better insight of that uh, you know a week from friday on the 15th but uh based on what our respondents are saying this month uh for this report 
their projections are that things are set up nicely for the first quarter of 2024. Uh, hope, I hope it's it's uh, spot on. I really do. We'll see. Um, I think they'll give us some better insight and uh, definitely more detail as we measure not only going forward, but we look backward as well. We'll be measuring uh, year over year, quarter by quarter, half by half in certain areas. And we measure a couple of different things, even uh, especially on the manufacturing side. But we look at uh, not just the normal employment, we look at revenue. We don't ever look at revenue in the monthly. So we look at member, uh, revenue on the manufacturing side, sales to inventory ratio, the strength of the dollar. So there's some good criteria that comes out of the semi-annual report that's a bit different than what we see on the monthly. And again, it's all projections and forecast and looking at in the past of the actuals and how they compare to the prior forecast. So it's a really good uh, report gauge where where we might be going in 2024 it's certainly been uh, very accurate we've enjoyed working with you on it and having you share with our audience the services sector uh sorry the manufacturing sector begins to soften a bit around you know mid-december we all get into the the holiday mood and then about mid-january we wake up from our new year's resolution and get back to work so we've got kind of a down cycle of about 30 days. Does the services sector experience similar? Historically, yes. We've experienced such an anomaly since the pandemic. It's not been the case. Uh, we actually had a nice pop-up in the first uh, part of January. I, I mean, through January last year, as I mentioned, we contracted in December and we bounced right back up to the mid-50 level on the uh, composite index. Historically, it's been very similar, that big buildup for the holiday season, and then that January part, it slows down, and you had the uh, New Year over the, the Chinese New Year that affected imports and production, and then it would start to pick up again, like in the mid to latter part of February, but that was historical. We have not experienced that over the past couple of years. It's just been straight through, you know, a continuous growth. Well, good. We need continuous growth. And if that's 90% of the economy, we'll take it. Anthony, thanks for joining us again on Manufacturing Talk Radio and sharing this with our listeners and viewers. Thank you. Appreciate it. Please well, enjoy working with the Institute for Supply Management. Again, around December 15th, we will be working with them on the semi-annual forecast. And then we will post that. You will find it on YouTube. So be sure to go to YouTube as you watch this show. Be sure to subscribe, like our content, let other people know that you enjoy what you're watching. And we appreciate all of our listeners and viewers. Thanks again for being with us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please like and subscribe, share on social media, or leave a review. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Rumble, or your favorite podcast app. Visit us online at mfgtalkradio.com for our other episodes. We have also included links to our advertisers below. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.